<laughs> you got this. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. It's a beautiful day here. Yeah, I'm okay. How about you? Uh, it's a beautiful day here. I've just had a lovely weekend. Oh, um, it was my daughter's 11th birthday yesterday. <sighs> so I spent the afternoon with her and four of her friends and we did an escape room. So and, cute. Yeah. And then we went for dessert, um, like a, to a dessert restaurant and all had the most hugest plate of like waffles and big milkshakes with ice cream and sauce and raspberries and oh it was just lovely and they were such a joy to be around um and we beat the um escape room like I was with five 11 year old girls and they were so clever and we apparently we didn't find out until afterwards that we were in the hardest room it was a zombie thing (laughs) and um we beat it by like three and a half minutes amazing yeah I've never done one before it was really really good fun yeah oh they're very stressful if yeah I've been in I've done a couple and sometimes they're really I don't know claustrophobic for me anyway yeah no I didn't find that some of the girls got a bit freaked out because it was a it was a zombie one and there was a point where we had to open (laughs) a a door into a lab next door yeah we opened the door and they had these like we had checked before we went in that no one was going to jump out or anything like that but they kind of had this um it was a mock mortuary and they had these like rubber dead bodies and <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> I mean it looked to me it looked really fake and it was it sounds super fun I bet what a great idea for a party yeah it was really good fun and and um we just had a lovely time they were just so much fun and so nice to be able to I can hardly wait for my daughter's birthday because we can actually have a party now because during COVID we had to meet in a park and be distanced and we were at one party a, a year and a half ago and like a neighbor called the hotline, the coat, like there are people gathering at the playground. Like it's just, uh, it's just a relief to be able to think about doing something indoors with a group of children again. Yeah, it was really good fun. And, and then today um, I got together with some old school friends. So one of them I, I talk to quite regularly anyway, because I've known her since we were like five years old. So I've known her like over 40 years. And then the other two I've known since high school, various stages of high school. And before I went to Cyprus, we would get together for like an afternoon tea or a lunch or something religiously every two or three months without fail. Mm-hmm. And obviously I moved to Cyprus and one of them had a baby and then there was all COVID. And even since we've been, I've been back from Cyprus, I haven't really been up to getting together with them. I haven't been well enough. And, um, but we've managed to get together today and we just spent three hours on the beach here where I live. And it was just lovely. Like, you know, when you know, you've known people that long that it's just like yeah. putting on an old favorite pair of jeans yes. or whatever yeah exactly just... oh I'm so happy for you so yeah I've had a really lovely normal chilled out weekend good yeah you have to celebrate those ones 
Definitely, yeah. But yeah. it's really, really nice. Really nice. I feel very chilled. Yesterday I was absolutely exhausted and I went to bed at like nine o'clock. Oh, yeah. Whenever my, I have my... Uh, I love going to bed early. Yeah, my, my daughter came in um, all teary and she just went... Oh, I, do, I feel really sad and I don't know why and I was like oh come in give me a cut I said you just had a lovely day and now it's the end of the lovely day and it's the end of your birthday oh, yeah I'm you getting know. a lot of those too a lot of tears and you know I don't know why I'm crying but I have a lump in my throat and oh you know parenting hey it's just full of so many hard things and beautiful things yeah the best thing and the worst thing all at once yeah I'm yeah. just really not liking, I was saying to my friends today, I'm just not liking this stage of parenting at all. Like, give me the terrible twos over teenage angst and friendship oh. issues and finding your, like, yeah. any day. I would much rather deal with a tantrum. <laughs> I feel like I had some really good parenting moments this week. And I was reminded of that saying of, like, be the person you needed when you were a kid. Yeah. And I was thinking my own mother could not hold space for my big emotions. Like that was just not a thing in my house. I would be like, she'd get mad at me or literally just leave the room or she just had no idea how to, to deal with like facing big emotions. And so, yeah, I was, it was really nice because I was able to recognize that and go, Oh, look at me just being here with my daughter, allowing her to feel these big things and, give you know it I just felt like I had a couple parenting wins this week like, <laughs> you know you can't nice when that happens <laughs> yeah yes most of the time you fail but yeah I thought we had some good moments and she was having some anxiety about going to school the other morning and we ended up just deciding to go to school late and we went to Starbucks and got like tea and banana loaf and a bagel and um yeah, and we had a big talk about anxiety and then yeah, and then when when I did drop her off at school, she said, "Mommy, thank you for you just handled that so well and thank thank you for taking the time to you know, to have a chill morning with me." It was just so sweet. Yeah, but it just kills me too. It's just I just Lee just love them so much. Oh, <laughs> I know. Like I was so proud of my daughter yesterday. She just we went to um all the british people listening to this will know we went to a shop called primark after the escape room it's really cheap it's massive where i live um and you can go and just get accessories clothes and accessories and bags and shoes and you can give a child a fiver and they can get loads of stuff so um <laughs> we just went there and she bought this bucket hat like i'd bought she'd asked for her birthday she wanted some black flares so i bought her these black flared jeans and she bought this black bucket hat um and I'd curled her hair she's got long blonde hair and I'd curled oh. her hair and she was wearing this bucket hat and you could tell she just felt yes. like really, <gasps> you know when you get that thing yes. you put it on and you yes. feel really grown up and you feel really trendy oh, and you well, feel you send... really <laughs> oh, you have to send me a picture <laughs> And she was walking through town when we were going on to this restaurant and you could tell she just felt like grown up. She was 11, yes. it was her birthday. She had her cool hat on and her flares. And, and I was so proud. I was just like, oh, she just looks so... And her friends were just so cute and lovely. It was really, oh. really nice. Oh, so cute. That's awesome. 
should we so we were going to talk about uh therapy today therapy yes therapy in so many different forms between us we can probably Mm -hmm. cover the ground on lots of different therapies I guess I'll go first like for me I mean I've I've gone to therapists my whole life um some really good ones some really terrible ones for various things um I had when I was suspecting something was going on with my ex-husband I was losing my mind I was screwing up at work I was not sleeping I was getting a weird rash on my wedding ring I was just a bit bonkers and I'd never felt jealous before in my marriage or threatened or anything so it was triggering a lot of things in me and so this woman I was working with recommended her therapist so that was kind of where it started with our therapist. I went to see her and and she was great. And I kind of came home to him and said, you know what? This has nothing to do with you. This has to do with me and my past experiences with men. And I'm sorry I haven't been trusting you. And I'm just going through a lot because I'm turning 50 maybe. And I'm feeling insecure about my looks or aging. So I went, so that's just makes me so furious when I think about it now. So that's where it started. I was seeing our therapist first by myself. And then when I found the text, I remember calling and leaving a message saying, I need to see you a S A P S O S. I need to see you. So then I asked her if she would had ever done couples counseling and would she see us both? And she said, Yes, she would if she, if we were sure that's what what we wanted. So I asked my husband at the time, and he said, "Yeah." I said, "We can go to a different therapist, or we could go to her." And so he agreed to go see her. And it was, I think it was a mistake, um, because she's not someone who specializes in infidelity. Or, or trauma or betrayal. And I think could if I could go back in time, I probably would have looked out for a therapist who specialized in marriage and betrayal and affairs. Yeah. Um, I felt really angry with her for a while because I felt like she wasn't on my side or she was validating him too much and he was flat out lying in therapy and these weird fake tears. But then if I would sort of suggest they were fake tears, then I was this unfeeling cold hearted bitch who didn't honor his feelings. Not she didn't make me feel that way. He did. Yeah. But I mean, she was just doing her job. She was validating him. She was, you know, trying to help me come to a decision where I got eventually on my own and we even talked about it you know we spent so much money seeing her and in the end she threw us a bone and like dropped the price a bit so um but I remember saying to her you know sometimes I'm mad that maybe we should have gone to someone different and I had even suggested it but I wanted it to come from him I wanted it to come from him saying oh this isn't this doesn't seem to be helping like maybe we should find a different therapist. I didn't want it to be me yet again, booking the appointment, finding the therapist, buying the books. So um, 
I mean, the therapy was valuable, but that's one thing. Okay. Sorry. I got off track there, but I was sort of angry at her. And then I realized, you know, she was just doing her job. And the fact is he didn't step up and he didn't fight for our marriage. And he didn't, he just didn't step up and dive deep into self-reflection, even regardless whether or not we stayed together or broke up. So, you know, I don't think there's anything she could have done that would have changed his behavior. Then he would have been doing it to please her because that's what it became. It felt like he was trying to charm her and, um, yeah, it was really weird. But I guess uh, maybe if you'd have seen a therapist that was infidelity specialist, they may, they may have recognized that in yeah. the, in, as a pattern of what, the betraying what do they call them the betray no, we're the betrayed spouse they're the, the betrayer yeah what they the patterns that they fall into afterwards the denial and the whatever they may um have been a bit better at being well versed in that and how to deal with it yeah so i know and when I you look at a fair recovery they do talk about um going to someone who is specifically yeah trained for and has a lot of experience in infidelity because it's so different and, and if you yeah you can always the therapy can be coming from a place of obviously well-meaning and obviously they want to do a really good job because that's their job but it m may not be super helpful in that they're coming from a place of um, the stereotypical views and beliefs and ideas about infidelity mm -hmm. rather than actually mm -hmm. being expert in it, I guess. Yeah. And I still see her like that. I thought about switching therapists, but I kind of love that. I don't have to, I don't want to start all over with someone new. She knows, yeah. she knows yeah. my journey. Um, she's, and I do, I, like I said, I've committed myself to, even if I get in another relationship, I will go to couples therapy, even if things are going great. Like even if it's twice a year, just to check in. But for me, it was very valuable just to have someone who is paid to, <laughs> to listen. For me, I just need to like verbally diarrhea things out just to make, make sense of them. I don't, I'm not a journal writer. Like I've said before, I, I like to talk it out and I like someone listening empathetically and and with wisdom and um yeah so that was my experience with therapy um it did help you come to the decision that you came to though didn't oh, it? it it did it did and and you know just seeing who he was in that room also helped because I'm like well this is who he is like he's incapable of actually diving deep within himself um he just I mean he'd never I think he'd been to therapy once before because I on my urging because he had some issues with his father and with authority figures and things like that like ironically yeah that's like his deepest fear is being arrested or being caught doing something like it's just so ironic that that's exactly what he manifested is blowing up his entire life um but yeah I think I realized he's just very emotionally immature and 
maybe I was seeing a version of him that wasn't real. But yeah, I, I'm a big pro therapy person if it's helping. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if I had a million dollars, I'd go, I'd go all the time. I really would. I find it valuable. And you don't feel that guilt because sometimes, you know, especially at the beginning, you just feel like, oh my God, you know, even now it's been two years and I feel like sometimes my friends are like, okay, I'm so sick of talking about this or I just feel guilty um, talking about it. So it's nice to have a safe space where you can speak freely. Are you there? You just cut out. Oh, I was just saying, am I bad? Yeah, you just said, I feel like my friends. Okay. So sometimes I, even now, two years out, I feel like, I feel guilty for still talking about it with my friends, still talking about what I'm feeling and the, the, the damage, you know, the lifelong damage that was done to my psyche and my heart and my mind. Um, so it's nice to have someone who is either, either there's just no guilt. You don't feel like, well, you, you know, I, I still do feel guilt. Sometimes I feel like, is she so bored by me? Is she? <laughs> but she at least just, you're paying Get her. over it. Get over it, bitch. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you might, but I, I really like her. I think she's actually the best therapist I've ever had. Um, yeah. Why don't you talk for a while? <laughs> um, well, I we never went to couples therapy mm-hmm. um, because he wouldn't go. Mm-hmm. I think, like I said to you before, I think part of that was because of where we lived and the therapy. The, the therapy was connected to where he worked, and so even though it would have been confidential and everything, he was too embarrassed. It was mm-hmm. too close to um, what he what he was doing there. And part of it, I think, was because he once said to me he was frightened of what he would say. Because we have been to therapy before as a couple quite a few years ago. So he understood that therapy was a place where you can be completely honest Mm -hmm. and open about how you feel. And I don't think he wanted to because he was frightened about where we would end up if he did. Because yeah. I do think during that time he was having the affair, he genuinely resented me. He wanted it to be over. He wanted to leave. He was sabotaging on purpose to get me yeah. to end it because he was too much of a coward. He had got himself into that much of a negative state about me and our marriage that I think he was frightened that if he went to therapy and that all came out, that that would be the end of it. Mm-hmm. So he he just refused point blank to go. Um, I started off having, um, kind of mental health, uh, appointments with the doctors where we were living overseas to start with, because I was just not in a good place at all, was not coping. So I started seeing the mental health people there that just weren't very useful really I mean they were in some respects they were so it was good to check in every week with somebody but again it was a different service so they weren't there to listen to me whine on about an affair they weren't there to be a counsellor at all (sighs) but I did get EMDR through them oh yeah see that's something I'm still very curious about and would love to try and yeah Yeah, so that was, it's called eye movement desensitization reprocessing. 
I think that's what the EMDR stands for. And it's basically what they explained to me. When a traumatic experience happens, um, it's so painful, your brain can't process it process it into a place in the past it's stuck in this part of your brain and your memory and it won't pass it through because it's too painful so what emdr does is help kind of dissolve things and move them on and i had it because i was getting really really plagued with intrusive visions so it wasn't intrusive thoughts but it was intrusive visions of the pair of them together like i'd never seen them together yeah. But it was visions of them kissing, visions of them just being together, just oh, were yeah. flashing in front of my eyes, like in my head constantly, um, without my consent or control or anything. It was horrible. So they suggested EMDR and I had to have an assessment for it just to make sure that it was the right thing. And then I had intensive EMDR. So I had it every day for wow. I think a, for a week um and I was absolutely exhausted at the end of it but it did help it, it definitely helped dissolve I've heard so many thoughts. women say it helps it, yeah it really helps yeah but in terms of how much it helped in the amount of pain I was experiencing it scratched the surface but in terms of dealing with that one thing it definitely helped and what they do it's difficult in that what you have to do is you have to describe the intrusive thought that's bothering you so I had to verbally describe what I was seeing in my head which was really really difficult and really uncomfortable to this man it was a man who was doing the thing i mean he was very good about it but it was really hard because you had to describe the thought you had to kind of say it in colors and intensity and how it made you feel you had to rate it out of 10 for how much it bothered you and all these different things and then you had to have like kind of a safe place and what that felt like and what that looks like and then what they do is they you have to watch it's a bit like being hypnotized sometimes they do it with a light but he just did it with his finger you have to watch the finger go backwards and forwards yeah and you do that I don't know how many times they obviously know how many times to do it and while you're doing it you have to be thinking of this thought and as you're doing it they ask you is it getting paler or you have to rate it again out of 10 of how much it bothers you and they just keep doing it until the number goes down Hmm. um and it is weird you have to be very open to it if you sit there and kind of go oh this isn't going to work well I'm watching your finger what the fuck is that going to do you know it's not going to work whereas I was just very open-minded to just seeing what happened desperate to have some of this even just a portion of the pain taken away or yeah and and when I so we do it for about half an hour in the morning I used to go early in the morning and then when I got home I literally would crash it was absolutely exhausted and it's almost like I could feel my brain kind of trying to do something and after the week um it was the lady I lived next door to suggested it she was a mental health um counselor there she was also my neighbor she was the one that did the assessment and I sent her a message afterwards and I just said thank you because for that bit of it it did I did get that oh thank fuck for that like those visions did go 
I mean, yeah. everything else stayed, but those, yeah. even for that just little bit of relief of, right, I now I haven't got this fucking video playing, video of stuff I haven't even seen yes. in my head. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that, that was really helpful. Um, I ended up, I had counselling when I came back to the UK, which was, was amazing, but I was in a different stage of it then. But while I was away, I knew this guy who, so before I went to Cyprus, I ran my own business in a kind of health and wellness realm. Yeah. And I used to be invited to go and give talks. There was a guy I met at some exhibition one day and he ran these wellness events, which were amazing. And he invited me um, to go and be a speaker at his events. And I did that for a couple of years and they were amazing. They were so positive and uplifting. And I used to go back every year and I loved it. And he was the only one that I knew at that time who I A, trusted enough and B, who I thought had the right set of skills to be able to help me with what I was feeling. Yeah. I knew going to a counsellor at that time wouldn't help. I just knew it, 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 the, the level of pain I was experiencing and the level of just confusion and the emotional flooding and just all of it just I just didn't think a counsellor the the mental health guy just really was at a loss they just deal with the tools that they have well and I mean even for me I got <laughs> I got some free counselling through my doctor here in Canada and it was free over the phone because of COVID so it was like half an hour with this counsellor and it was so bad I thought thank god I'm not suicidal because I might hang up the phone and yeah like, so bad I mean you get what you pay for and it's I've had the same experience dealing with free lawyer consultations like oh my god there are some bad therapists out there yeah and the, the trouble is with the mental health thing is that it was it was a generic service run by the doctors so it wasn't specific like mental health can be one of so many different things so it was very very generic and it wasn't really on the level that I knew I needed it and so I contacted this guy his name was Richie and the first conversation I had with him I afterwards I literally felt like someone had pulled me out of the shark infestors waters at the last second literally it was like the lifeline Yes. I felt so relieved and like I just knew he was the only he was the only person on the planet that I knew at that time could help me. And when he said yes, I cannot describe that feeling. It was just like, oh my God, thank like literally someone has just saved my life, pulled yeah. me out of a burning building. Do you know what I mean? That kind of, you can see the sharks coming at you and all of a sudden somebody grabs you and pulls you out like, yeah. That's, yeah, that's what it felt like. And I'm not really sure, I must, I keep meaning to ask him what he is because he's not really a therapist as in a counsellor. He's kind of a life coach, um, but he has very, very specific skills in dealing with feelings and he has a very um unique way that he's developed himself to deal with 
um, our emotions and how we process them and how we deal with them. Um, yeah. He really was amazing. Um, and it was pretty expensive. And I dealt with him for probably a good six to eight months, I would say. And he was amazing. It was really, really, really tough. I mean, his methods are not for the faint hearted at all because it's proper deep diving into the pain and literally kind of touching it. Uh, it's so difficult to explain. Yeah, you should contact him and find out what Yeah, I'll get him that. on. I'll get him on. He you, will do... We should. Yeah. We should because I remember you speaking about him and, yeah. He, yeah, I will get him on, definitely. He will come on, I'm sure. He's very ill at the moment, but I'm sure oh, no. he, he will ma- he'll manage a podcast. He, he did save my life in so many ways, and it's so difficult to explain what he did um but it was my lifeline like every two weeks I spoke yeah. to him and and he was amazing amazing I would have um, gone yeah I it was exactly that lifeline like I remember saying to her if I could afford it I'd come twice a week like I just it just felt like this thing I did every week that felt in some way that I was moving forward or healing or processing because away from her I felt like I was just smashed yeah just drowning yeah on the ground it's like it's the same kind of thing as when you're looking for books and websites and blogs and stuff on the internet and you're just so desperate for some kind of um help or just something to suddenly make you feel better it's just so horrific it really is. I remember Richie saying to me, because um, when I first moved over um, overseas, not long after I moved there was our wedding anniversary. And we went out on a, on a date for this wedding anniversary. And it was just really weird. It felt really, I mean, we had an okay time. and It didn't blow up. We didn't have an argument or anything. But it felt really, really uncomfortable and really fake and, yes. and really weird. And my husband was kind of like, oh, here's to like... 15 more years and it just felt really right and I remember saying to Richie about this thing and he was like yeah it's way too soon you can't go on dates yet and I remember like when you were saying to me you were going on these dates yeah because I didn't want to say anything I didn't want to say anything to you obviously it's not my business was not my I didn't want to you know, I'm not the professional. You were seeing a professional. But I just remember Richie going, oh, yeah, it's way too soon. You can't be dealing with that kind of thing that, that soon. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. It was so weird. Because you it just was... feel like everything they're saying is just absolute bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, yeah. And you're it's... just in that weirdness of, yeah, it was just weird. Like, I, I think I said on the podcast when I was talking about why I stayed, I was saying for the first few months, it just felt fake. Yeah. It felt really, and every time they said anything nice to you, you wanted to turn around and go, well, yeah. you were fucking someone else, you know, two months ago. Exactly. Like, it's oh, yeah. like well, oh, all yeah. of a sudden. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I would. Yeah. Yeah. So I it would. was, and I just remember him saying like, dates aren't going to work, Jay. He was like, no, they're not. It's way too soon for that. Yeah. Or to expect them to feel like dates. Yeah. And I mean, and he was brilliant. He just helped me focus on me. He helped me deal with the pain. Let's have him on. Yeah, no, I will. I will. I'll message him after this and we'll definitely get him on. Um, And 
we he did speak to my husband at one point as well because when my husband was going through the really 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 difficult parts when he finally crashed back down to earth yeah. and was really struggling I was trying to I was like he can help you he can help you I promise you he won't tell me or just be you know just confidential between you two and he did have um one session with him which I think helped. He did say afterwards it was better than he thought it was going to be, but he didn't pursue anything else. No. Um, and we did have one together. We did have one together, actually, but we'd had a massive, not a massive fight, but we'd had kind of a thing between us just before. So we were both kind of sitting there, like, in a real anger mood with each other. And so it was really awkward because it was all online. Um, and that was really difficult, but we didn't do anything else yeah. together I will say I it would definitely be a, a red flag to me going forward if I were to date someone and they'd never been to therapy or never done any kind of work like that I think that I guess or I guess another way to say that it would be it would be a, a good thing to me to meet someone who's real going to, to a therapist and working on themselves and reflecting and yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, when I came home, I, again, I think I said in my podcast about why I stayed, I was in a whole different phase of of it then. Yeah. It was really difficult. And I was very, very, very angry. And I went to see a therapist here um, because I was properly losing them. I was just so angry. I just, I felt like I had been beaten up. I physically, emotion. I felt physically like I had been in a huge fight. That's how I felt. And I went to go and see her. And again, like that first session you have, you're just so relieved. And literally, I just felt like I wanted to sit and talk to her for three hours. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Like all day. Can I not just pay you to just listen to yeah. me all day? It's like <laughs> an hour is not long enough for that first totally. session. It's my and, new business. That's yeah. a great business idea. I and she was so, um, she was so laser spot. Like she was so intuitive. She said maybe three sentences the whole hour, but they were absolutely laser yes. accurate. Do you know what I mean? Love it. Um, and yeah, she was amazing. And she really, really helped me. And there was one session where I was just, I'd been talking about what I'd been through. I was talking about um, my family experiences with the infidelity and different things that had happened this. And she just looked at me and she went, you really have dealt with a lot of trauma, haven't you? And I had never seen it like that. Yes, I know what you mean. And mm -hmm. just that kind of validation and that level of, acknowledge and recognition that my gosh you've had a shit time for yeah. someone to actually just recognize that and look at me in a way of not a sympathy at all but just that real I can't I don't know what the word is do you know what I mean she just was she just I want was to say validation understanding um affirming yeah do you know feeling. what I mean yeah. like but yeah. really in a way where she absolutely could see it. She could yeah. see it and she could. Yeah, a deep she seeing could of you and yeah, your pain. Empathize like, and understand yeah. and just that one thing yeah. literally floored me. And it 
just broke me really really broke me because I was like yeah I have my god yeah. I fucking have and yeah. I hadn't and when you're going one of the things I think with infidelity is you feel so lonely at times yes. and like we've said this before where the pain is so immense and it's so all-encompassing and it's all you can think about and it's it, it just swallows up your entire being and your entire existence and everything for you, you everything it's like it all encompasses every single day of your life and every single minute and every single second whether you want it to or not it's there and no one understands that and as we say you get tired of talking about it because you feel like people don't really understand and they don't listen and they just want you to move on yet all you can do is talk about it yet you're tired of talking about it but that's all you can do because it just all consumes you and just to have that person to just validate and acknowledge you uh is just priceless yeah that's why it's so important to whether it's joining a group or a you know find people that are are have been through it or you know it's it's so valuable I mean it was COVID when I went through it but I was desperate for like a group therapy I think I would really like group therapy <laughs> so I'm yeah. gonna look at Okay, so are we wrapping up? Yeah, I think we should wrap it up. Um, yeah, as always, there's 10 billion tangents you could go on. But yeah, that was a bit of our experiences with therapy or counseling. And yeah, I'll get Richie yeah. on. And um, yeah. And, and yeah, so- I like hearing, hearing about the EMDR. So thanks for sharing that. And yeah. Until and- next time. Until next time, my friend. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Bye.